You're listening to the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. This is a conversation all about leadership, vision, and joining in God's activity wherever you are. You can follow along with today's episode using the show notes at hopechurchonline.com slash podcast or on your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for tuning in today. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. My name is Scott, and I have the privilege of leading alongside Pastor Vance here at Hope Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. If you're just coming across this podcast, the goal of what we're doing is for leaders to be encouraged and challenged in their leadership, no matter where where God has you leading. Uh, If you came across this podcast, we, believe it or not, have 21 other episodes that you can go back and listen to. So if you just came across this or somebody sent you this, we really encourage you to um, go back to your iTunes um, or to your podcast app and and, uh, catch up on what we've been doing. We've been doing this for almost two years now, and um, I'm here with my friend, my pastor, the man of the hour, the one, the only. Pastor Vance Pittman. Vance, what's going on, man? Hey, Scott. How you doing, buddy? It's uh, the fall. It is that time of year for a lot of people involved in ministry leadership. I know it's really busy, a lot going on. The school year kind of kicked back in, and everybody's in the season now of kind of doing the rhythm of life, and it can get overwhelming. It can get busy, but it's the fall, and it's just what it is, and we're having a great time. So when this podcast airs, the Cowboys, we're, we're actually recording this before the uh, season starts for NFL and uh, college football just started. When this kicks off in October, can you give me a prediction? What is Alabama's record and what is a Dallas Cowboys record? Uh, they, Dallas would have played four games and Alabama would have played five games. <laughs> yep. Uh, I got a feeling Alabama's undefeated. <laughs> and The Cowboys are too. The Cowboys, <laughs> unfortunately, still don't know who's going to play quarterback and That's they true. still don't know who's going to play running back. Uh, those questions are still looming and out there, so we'll... Hopefully, by the time people are listening to you say that, we do have some contracts signed, and we are 4-0. Absolutely. If well, not 2-2. Alabama two. already is 1-0. That's true. And you still don't have a quarterback or a running back, <laughs> so we'll see. That's true. So, hey, throughout the course of this podcast, we've covered a lot of stuff. Um, we've covered leadership development, failures in leadership, God's call on Christian leaders' lives, characteristics of wise leaders, system processes... A ton of amazing things, Um, but today we're going to look at something that is often overlooked in leadership. This topic is sometimes even viewed as a weakness, unfortunately, but it is massively important, so we thought we would do a podcast on this because everyone listening is experiencing what we're going to talk about today. So Vance, to kick us off, what are we talking about today? Scott, today we're talking about rest. Um, I sort of alluded to it a moment ago in talking about this being a really busy time for those involved, particularly in ministry leadership, but I'm sure that's true for people involved in a lot of spheres of leadership. All the educational domain, uh, it's a really busy time for them in the midst of the fall. A lot of people involved in athletics, um, this is a busy time for them. Several seasons are in the middle of either postseason or beginning seasons. And so it's just a busy time in leadership. And, and we're going to talk about rest today in leadership because oftentimes in our culture, busyness is seen as somewhat of a badge of honor, you know, that it's like this, that we take pride in being busy. And just personal kind of transparency for a moment, when I first started in ministry almost 30 years ago, um, I kind of brought this mindset into my ministry leadership life of just wanting to be busy. I wanted to be the first guy at the office when the doors were open. I wanted to be the last guy to leave when we closed the doors. And part of that was because I had kind of 
I'd kind of picked up on in the culture of Christianity in America this idea that a lot of people thought maybe pastors were kind of lazy. Um, that they, and I'm not saying that they are. I'm just saying that that's a perception. People had this idea: pastors work one day a week. You know, you heard that joke. If you've been in ministry leadership for any length of time, you've heard that joke from somebody. Well, it'd be nice to have a job where I just had to, you know, work one day a week. And so I kind of took that personal, and I put this chip on my shoulder that I was going to prove the world wrong, that I was going to outwork and and outbusy everybody else. Uh, to my own demise, but but I did, and I, I kind of used a biblical justification. I'm I'm a guy. I've told you before, Scott, who reads Proverbs consistently. Try to read the proverb corresponds to the day of the month, and this principle of work ethic is taught throughout the book of Proverbs. So it is a wisdom principle. Proverbs ten four, for example, poor is he who works with a negligent hand, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. And then Proverbs chapter twelve verse eleven, he who tills with his hand will have plenty of bread. But he who pursues worthless things lacks sense. Then Proverbs chapter 12, verse 24, The hand of the diligent will rule, but the slack hand, the lazy hand, will be put to forced labor. So I had this cultural kind of deal that I was fighting, and then I had some biblical wisdom that said, man, you need to work hard. And so I just piled that on myself. And in the world that we live in today, where there's so much access with email and social media, it's like the demands of today can be so overwhelming that busyness for a long time really consumed my schedule and hard work. And I didn't really understand the principle of rest. And God's Word has a lot to say about rest. Yeah, so as you're listening to this, maybe you resonated with some things the Vance just shared. This is not a podcast um, anti-work or anti-laboring hard or or striving after whatever it is that God has you leading in well. Uh, unfortunately, we just live in a world right now that is not talking about the other side of that coin, which is making sure you are resting, making sure you are um, following Jesus in that way. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. That, we're all in this together. There's not a leader listening who hasn't struggled at one point or another with this idea of being too busy and overwhelmed. So to dive in today, we always want to look at a passage of scripture here on the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. So we're going to hear from Vance today about rest, and it's really modeled for us in a passage of scripture in the book of Mark chapter 6. So Vance is going to read a couple of verses for us, and we'll dive into some great content today. Yeah, and let me try to set the context for this, and it really highlighting what you just said, Scott, that we're not today talking about being anti-work ethic. Um, I think anybody who knows me and, and who works with me closely would say that I keep a pretty intense schedule. I, I, I really believe in the value of hard work. I've raised my children to believe in the value of hard work. Uh, but there's a balancing principle to that that we're going to talk about that is rest. And you see it right here in Mark chapter 6. The disciples are in an intense period of ministry. Um, in Mark chapter 6, the first half of this chapter, Jesus sends them out in pairs, and they go out by twos, and they're doing ministry. Um, and then after the verses that I'm about to read, they're continuing to do ministry. They're feeding 5,000 people. But in between being sent out by twos uh, and ministering to 5,000 people all at once is Mark 6, 30 to 32, and here's what it says. The apostles gathered together with Jesus... And they reported to him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a secluded place and rest a while. For there were many people coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. They went away in the boat 
to a secluded place by themselves. You know, Scott, as we read those verses, there are a couple of realities that I want to highlight. And the first one is this. There are different seasons in leadership. Doesn't matter what area of leadership you serve in, whether that's education, business, finance, ministry, leadership, they're, they're different seasons. For example, here in this passage of Scripture, we see these involved in particularly ministry leadership, and they had some different seasons. The, the season that they begin chapter 6 in is a very intense season of ministry. Sometimes in ministry leadership, there'll be seasons that are exhausting work and rapid pace. In verse 7, it says that Jesus sent them out in pairs, and we don't know how long he sent them out for. We don't know how long this season was, but we know that it was more than an afternoon. It, it was busy. It involved travel. It involved hurting people with lots of needs that needed to be met. It involved managing conflict. It was so busy at times that Jesus says they didn't even have time to maintain their physical health. They, there were times they couldn't even eat. They didn't even have time to get their own food and make sure that they... So there, were, there are times in ministry leadership when it's going to be busy. It's going to be intense. The, the, the rapid pace is going to be a reality. But, but here's the second thing that I see in these verses, and that is that long-term faithfulness in leadership demands balancing the seasons of work and rest. As sure as there will be intense seasons and busy seasons, there also need to be, needs to be seasons of rest. In the verses that I read, there were two imperatives. That means there are two commands that Jesus gives, and the commands were come away and rest a while. Meaning this, rest is a matter of spiritual obedience. If we, if we don't have times of rest, real rest, we're disobeying the commands of Jesus. It's a matter of spiritual obedience and following Jesus to work hard, but it's also a matter of spiritual obedience and following Jesus to rest hard. And long-term, we've said this before, you cannot lead what you do not live. And as leaders, you're going to set the culture in your organization for balancing these seasons of work and these seasons of rest, and it's important to make sure that we're living both of these seasons out. So I hope you heard that. That was some great content. If you need to rewind and listen to that again, what we just heard was uh, the disciples come to Jesus in the first uh, verse that Vance read in verse 30, and they got all the stuff they're telling, talking about. They want to, it's almost like I imagine in our context, Vance, like it's, let's have a whiteboard session. Here's everything that's going on. And you would think maybe Jesus would get up with a whiteboard and map out the next strategy and the next process. But Jesus actually leads them to come away and to rest a while. And so what you said there is true. Is it a matter of spiritual obedience and following Jesus to work hard? But it's also a matter of spiritual obedience and following Jesus to rest hard. And I just appreciate just here, we didn't really talk about this before we hit record, but you know, this idea of long-term, you cannot lead what you do not live. Um, and you set the culture of rest within your organization. I just had the chance this last summer to take a sabbatical for being a hope for 10 years. And that's something I've seen you model ever since I've been a hope for 12 years now. You have worked hard and then each summer you retreat with your family and you have invested in your kids and that's something that now I by God's grace have been able to do with my wife and my kids and that's not something I came up with as a good idea that's the culture of the organization that I'm a part of 
and you've set that trajectory for our for our team. So um, yeah, well, another true. another example of that, Scott, is what we call at Hope mandatory weekends off. And in our culture, it's called MWOs, and everybody knows what that means. Now, I'd grown up in a ministry family. I didn't know what it meant to have a weekend off that you weren't on vacation. But with all of our ministry leadership that's required to be at all of our weekend gatherings, we assign mandatory weekends off, two to four weekends a year that are just time when we tell these guys and and ladies, hey, you can't take other ministry opportunities other places. This is a time for you to take your family, go to the beach, go visit a church, go to the mountains, go do something else just to pull away and rest because we've wanted to create this culture. And the reason we've done that is because of what Jesus says here. He commands us to rest. Now, it's in the context of a very busy season of ministry and then leading into another very busy season of ministry. But in the middle of that, Jesus says, guys, you must pull aside and rest. And the word that Jesus uses here for rest It's a word that's often translated in the New Testament with the idea of refresh or to remain quiet. And and he says they went and did this in a secluded place. It described a location that was isolated from the demands that created the need to rest. You got to carve out some time when you pull away from whatever it is that's creating this need for rest, the demands of your leadership and, and rest. And the point I'm wanting to make is it is not unspiritual to pull away from the demands of leadership to rest. And I had to learn that the hard way because I thought it was unspiritual almost to rest, but it's not unspiritual. Jesus is commanding us to rest. And in ministry, I must give myself totally to work. Uh, I must be about the working part of this, but at the same time, I must equally give myself to rest and refreshment. Otherwise, the the labor in ministry leadership will be short-term. So we've all felt the pressure. Obviously, if you're listening to this, again, whatever season you find yourself in, you felt that pressure of the grind, always being busy. But now we've all heard the word of God in, in Mark chapter 6 and in other places where we have, are commanded to rest. So maybe you're sitting there driving or sitting at your desk or wherever you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, how? How do I rest? So to finish this podcast off today, we want to give you four, hopefully really, really practical tips for you to implement this idea God's idea into your daily rhythm. So Vance, let's let's jump into these practical tips. Yeah, the first one is simply this. Rest was God's idea, so we should all do it. And by this I'm saying don't don't believe the lie, the hype if you will of culture. There's a lot of catchphrases out there today. For example, some some say rise and grind. Others will say all about the hustle. Some say I'm burning the candle at both ends. And some say I'm going to rest when I die. All of those sound great. They sound inspirational. The problem is they're not obeying the spiritual principle of also resting. We didn't come up with the idea. God did. I mean, in the Old Testament, the book of Genesis, seven days of creation, six of them he worked, one of them he rested. God modeled this and then mandated this through the life and lips of Jesus as he taught us to balance these seasons. So rest was his idea. We need to do it. Yeah, I think it's funny, you know, when you when you just reference Genesis, um, we will we will actually burn out if we just work, 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 work. God was never going to burn out, but he as an example to show us what was good for us created in six days and rested the seventh. Um, that in and of itself is very convicting. Like Absolutely. God, God didn't have to rest. He didn't, he was not weary, um, but he was setting a trajectory for us to have this, this rhythm of work and rest, work and rest. And not only that, it, it, he gave us 10 commandments, 10. 
one of them hmm. is a day of rest. It's the Sabbath. If you've never read it, I want to highly recommend a book we'll put in the show notes, but it's by Mark Buchanan, and it's called The Rest of God, Restoring Your Soul by Restoring Sabbath. And again, you won't, like with all books, you won't agree with everything, but there's some great, great nuggets to, to glean from this book that's helpful in applying this principle of rest. But we're really just following the model and obeying the mandate that God's given us, that it's spiritual to rest. So if you're asking the question, how do I rest? The first practical tip is rest was God's idea. So first of all, you need to lay the foundation. You need to do it. What's the second one? Second one is rest is a must. So determine what's important. And the question I want you to wrestle with is, do you prioritize rest? Leaders, if you're listening right now, I want you to be real honest. Do you give priority to rest? Now, understand, you got to take into account your season. You may be in a season where it's just busy, and I get that. They're, I said that to start with. They're going to be seasons of busyness, but you must balance them. If we're going to have long-term faithfulness and leadership, it demands balancing seasons of work with seasons of rest. you got to let God guide you through this process. Hear from Him. Involve the spiritual counsel of others in your life at this point. But do you prioritize rest? you got to establish rest as a priority. And it's one of those things, if we're not careful— we easily get away from. In my own life, for years and years and years, I just worked, 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 worked until I hit a wall. And now people look at my life and they say, man, your, your work, your schedule, it's, how do you do this? But what, what people don't see, they see that I work hard. They don't also see that I rest hard. When I've, I've given priority in my life to resting, um, and, I, 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 and this leads to really the, the third thing that I want to say, that the third practical tip is rest won't happen on accident. So you got to plan for what's important. Once you say rest is a must, it's important, it's a priority, then you got to plan for that because it won't happen without you planning for this to, to be a part of your regular rhythm and your regular um, schedule. So I asked you a moment ago, leaders, I said, do you prioritize rest? Let me ask you another question. Can you show me that in your calendar? Open up your, your app, your calendar app. Open up your, your calendar on your computer. Look at your calendar. Are you giving priority to rest? And it's one thing to say, oh, yes, I prioritize rest. It's something else to look at your calendar and see that you've built a plan to prioritize rest. If you were to look at my calendar right now, on my calendar, um, there are what I talked about a moment ago, MWOs that are mandatory weekends off. I can't take preaching anywhere else. I don't preach at Hope. I'm not involved on our campuses on that day, but several weekends a year that are set aside for me to do nothing but rest and refuel. On top of that, I have on my schedule, I have blocked off some Fridays and Saturdays that are just called um, sanity weekends. They're weekends that nothing else gets put on the calendar. It doesn't matter if it's something going on at church, something going on. It's totally reserved to just rest because the demands of leadership, there's always an ask. Somebody is always asking you, can you speak at this? Can you give some input here? Can you be a part of this particular panel? Can you bring some leadership and vision to this meeting? Can you come and pray over this? There's always an ask for you to invest and involve in something. And if you've not built into your calendar. For me in ministry leadership, some mandatory weekends off, some sanity weekends where Fridays and Saturdays, even though I'll be preaching on Sunday, Fridays and Saturdays are reserved for rest. 
um, and then built off, scheduled off some vacation time. And then I also track all the hours outside of the regular normal nine to five. I, I, I log all of the hours that I'm involved in work. And I try to balance that with what are called some um, time tracker days where I'll build into my schedule where I'm redeeming some time from seasons of busyness to to get refreshed with some seasons of rest. So those are some practical examples in my schedule, how I'm planning for this, because if I don't plan for it, it's not going to happen. If you weren't uh, listening last year to the podcast, you can go back to September 2018, and we did one on schedule. And in that, in that podcast, I gave you a reality that said this, if you have more on your schedule than you can accomplish in the time you have, there are some things on your schedule that God didn't put there. So here's what I'm saying to you. If you're listening to this and going, man, you just don't understand. I don't have time to rest. You're exactly who I'm talking to. And if you don't give some priority and schedule to rest, your long-term ability to do what you're doing is not going to be there. You will burn out. You will burn up uh, because you just can't sustain it if you don't rest. And this isn't a business practice. This is Jesus saying to the disciples, you've been busy, but let me give you another command. You need to come away and rest You need to make sure you're doing some soul care, some self-care to make sure that you're healthy for this for the long term. Yeah, this summer, uh, I kind of had one of those come to Jesus moments where for the longest time, and I think we've talked about this, Vance, but for the longest time, I was kind of one of those guys that could say, oh, you know, I could could go well off five or six hours sleep, four or five hours sleep. And I kind of always said that jokingly, and my wife who's eight hours a night girl always was like, well, that's, that's unwise. That's you're, you're saying foolish things. And I was, ah, well, that's how I roll. Um, and it didn't matter every book I read, every article I read, it didn't matter if I was on Instagram or I was reading a spiritual book or a health book, everything this summer was pointing to this, this idea of how much our body needs rest and sleep. And it just came to a point where I realized God was really challenging an area of my life where it is foolish to say, oh, I'm good off five hours of sleep. Well, eventually that doesn't end well. Um, and it's something that I put in my life now, right? I've now built my schedule where I'm really going to try to get that seven, eight hour sleep. And I've seen in the last just two months, um, just the difference it's made in my own life. So um, I think this is just, this This is wise from a biblical standpoint, wise in our lives, but also how God made our bodies to, just <laughs> you, to function. Scott, you're making a fantastic point. God hardwired the human body that one third of every day was to be about rest. One third of every day was to rest. Um, and when you think about the work schedule that we maintain, we've got to then continue to build in that rest principle. And it, again, this is because I know what a lot of leaders are feeling because I felt it for a long time, that somehow this is a sign of weakness or this is a, an unspiritual thing or it's a lack of my gusto and want it bad enough and drive that's simply not true jesus said to the disciples hey you've been busy now i'm telling you you need the rest because i got more for you but you won't be ready for the more if you don't take some time now to rest it's good that leads us to our last kind of practical tip what is it vance Rest is hard, so you got to stay accountable to others. Uh, it's hard to rest. When you're a leader, 
most leaders understand what I'm about to say. Nobody in your organization is going to own it like you own it. Uh, there's just when you're in leadership at whatever level you're leading, there's a level of ownership that goes with leadership that nobody other than you is really going to ever completely understand. And because of that, rest is the easiest thing to let slide. We 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 let it. It's kind of like um, uh, Scott. You and I were talking about this before we um, went on air today. But uh, I talked to you about ask if you knew what kudzu was, mm. and and you're a West Coast guy, born and raised out here, had no idea what kudzu was. Kudzu is a Japanese vine that was introduced in the United States in 1876. They brought it to the U.S. primarily for two purposes: to provide uh, to, to combat soil erosion in the southeastern United States and also to provide shade. That's why, that's why they brought it. Well, 143 years later, kudzu now covers 7 million acres of the southeastern United States. What we didn't really know about this vine is you can't kill it. It just creeps into air. It'll take over a whole forest. It'll cover an entire house. It'll cover... We were looking at pictures before. There are whole cars, automobiles, mm. all covered with... Seven million acres covered with kudzu. Busyness is like kudzu. Busyness will creep in and own your schedule. And if you don't live this fourth practical tip out of getting some accountability where you're revisiting this scheduling thing of rest on a either annual or biannual basis where you've got people looking at this with you, holding you accountable, busyness will creep in and rest will get left out every time. So accountability is important. You know, there's a verse in Ecclesiastes that says two are better than one because they have a good return for the labor. For if either one of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. Here's the line. But woe to the one who when he falls, there's not another to lift him up. Scott, to be totally transparent, I need people in my life holding me accountable to make sure I'm following the plan that Jesus has given us to balance work and rest. So I need people. So I have accountability. I have three people that look at my schedule, um, a couple of people that work with me, and then one that's just a friend that's been a mentor and a guy that's poured into me, and they're looking at my schedule with me on an annual basis, making sure that I'm prioritizing rest. You've heard the adage, but God didn't call us into ministry for the short term. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And really, that's true of just about any area of leadership, not just ministry. It's a, it's a marathon. It's the long haul. And you can't run a marathon like it's a sprint. So the marathon demands this principle of rest be lived out. So hopefully that was helpful for you. Uh, just a quick episode today to talk about a very untalked about topic. So we've, we've listed some resources, some books that Vance and I have both read on this subject uh, in the show notes, some great resources. Uh, again, maybe you want to grab your team. Maybe you want to grab an accountability partner, somebody to listen to this podcast with. Uh, we hope you enjoy your October as we head into the fall, and we look forward to seeing you in November for the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. Thanks again for joining us for the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. You can find all the show notes on your favorite podcasting app or at hopechurchonline.com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. We will be releasing a new episode on the first Monday of every month to help you and your teams lead like never before.